All right, so yesterday was opening day of the spring turkey season here in New York State. What a day, what a day, what a day. Um, I've got to first, before I even, you know, go into how I spent the day, I've got to say thank you to Dr. Brian Bird. Brian is a board member with New York Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, and he invited me to turkey hunt with him on opening day. Um, now, normally, if you guys don't know, um, I don't really like to um, travel too far for my hunts. Um, I usually stay as close to home as possible, whether it's turkey, deer, whatever it is. Um, I try to stay as close to home as possible. It makes it easier for me to, one, just travel um, and then get back in case, you know, being a husband and father, it, it's a lot makes it a lot easier for me to get back home um, in case of emergency or anything like that. But um Brian lives a little over three outside a little over three hours outside of New York City um three over three hours north of New York City uh past Albany and um uh what do you call it? I took the ride you know um one of the arguments I make for turkey hunting being um one of the not one of the but actually the best hunting for newer hunters to take on um is that one as an activity it's for someone starting out especially an adult onset hunter it's a lot less intrusive in terms of time commitment um during the hunt because spring turkey season you're literally hunting from sunrise to 12 noon as opposed to deer hunting is usually an all-day thing you know so if you're a brand new hunter and you're taking on turkey hunting and you know you're not sure how you're gonna make make it work logistically you're only hunting from sunrise to noon and then from noon on you can head home and you can still enjoy the rest of your day and be able to share a story as a new hunter about what you did out in the woods so um so yeah so i took the trip up there you know um i'm not gonna lie it was a bit of a mission but um you know i left my home around midnight saturday night because i was only hunting opening day which was like i said yesterday sunday left my home around midnight uh got there around 3 30 in the morning was greeted by brian and um within 30 minutes time you know packed our gear up and uh headed over to the spot you know we were hunting man yesterday just reinforced why i enjoy turkey hunting so much because we were engaged and again uh, a, a second argument for why turkey hunting is the best hunt to put a newer hunter on. Um, we were engaged from start to finish. We spent hours chasing two toms that were hand up with two hens. Um, I mean, we got to this piece of property and, um, you know, we parked and under the cover of darkness, no headlamps or anything, we walked this road to to these woods. And I gotta tell you, it was beautiful, man. Beautiful. Um, and what I'm referring to was just the night sky. Cause living here in New York City, you know, with light pollution and everything, if you live in any big city, you know, it's difficult to see the stars at night. You know, um, if it's not a cloudy day, even on a clear night because of all the lights coming from the city, you don't get to see all the stars. It was the night sky was stunning, you know what I'm saying. So while we were walking, as as uh, dangerous as it might be, you know, I spent my time looking up as we're walking into the woods because the sky was just beautiful. But yeah, so we got there, we got to our spot, and um, we stood there and waited. We waited for a little bit of sunlight to peek, uh, you know, over the horizon just to get the sky, uh, see it just a just lit up just a little bit and you know and immediately 
uh tom started uh started gobbling in the roost and um and brian you know every couple of minutes or so would hit this this kind of owl hoot um just to make sure and like we heard at least two toms you know um right when we got there and it was pretty cool and we set up um uh i was using my bow um and brian would basically set up a hen decoy and a, a knee blind for us to sit behind and without giving you like total details of it all we did was chase these two toms all morning and it was so fun i mean it it's it's that's what's so dope again about turkey hunting is just when you're engaged like that for a hunt the entire time you're hunting man like we'd figure out where the times were once they got past us and we didn't have a shot hey brian would pull up that decoy pull up that knee blind i'd grab my bow and we'd go around another way to try to cut them off and these birds unfortunately would end up again um out of bow range or out of sight even though we knew where they were um you know we and we'd set up the decoy and the knee blind again and we'd cut them off we'd literally cut them off but they'd end up just on the other side of a hill or too far for a shot man it was just so dope it was like honestly it's one of the best hunts that i've been on because it was really all about the thrill of the chase um i had a blast um and I, I, I'm forever grateful to Brian for it, um, you know, because it granted the only thing better would have been to put a bird on the ground, to put a tom on the ground. But this was a hugely, a ridiculously close second. You know what I'm saying? Um, just have so much fun. And honestly, if the rest of my season goes just as well as yesterday did, I, I'll be totally happy. Like, I, I will not um, I will not be disappointed. So thank you to Brian and thank you to Brian's wife, which I feel like a prick right now because I can't remember her name. But um, both of them uh, hooked me up with some they've got their own chickens and their own bees. And so they hooked me up with some eggs and some honey to take home to the family. And I'm not going to lie. My wife was really happy. Surprisingly, enough, I didn't know my wife. I know my wife likes honey, but to get, uh, you know, raw honey like that. Um, my wife was really excited and really appreciate uh, really appreciates it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Brian, for a great day and a great parting gift. Okay, so I don't know if y'all can hear it, but uh, as usual, I'm sitting in my car <laughs> recording this episode of the podcast, and it is actually pouring outside. So I don't know if you can hear the the raindrops hitting the you know hit my car now normally um i have to contend with the sound of the bus going by or a train you know if i'm recording you know near the laundromat in my neighborhood or whatnot but yeah today it's rain um that sucks because i've got a workout in this today um but uh so yeah so you know this episode is a great one um mainly because um of my guests because you guys already know my story and how I've been coming up through through hunting and whatnot. Um, my guest uh, today, what's dope about him is, you know, I'm finding a kindred spirit. Now, kindred spirit, not in that he's a new bow hunter, but, you know, the thing is that, yo, he's from my city. He's from another borough of my city. Um, dude's about my age, husband and father, you know what I'm saying? But he's been hunting for 30 years you know what i'm saying which to me it shows that um this is doable for you know what i'm saying like i've been kind of annoyed being being like ooh, you hear that thunder don't know if y'all heard it that's pretty cool this is a first for for this podcast um let's y'all know i'm bringing the thunder um right so uh so yeah, so it brings me hope, you know, having met this guy because the thing is for me, uh, you know, I grew up not knowing anything about uh, outdoors acti outdoor activities like hunting, like hiking, like fishing or anything like that. But this guy grew up in this, in the city, 
you know what I'm saying? This was something his family did and whatnot. And it it lets me realize uh it brings me to the realization that this is possible for New Yorkers um to do. You know what I'm saying? That if you if if I'm able to, if people like myself are able to communicate what outdoor opportunities are available to folks from big cities that um they're willing um and definitely more than able to participate and it'll be something that they'll be able to pass on to their families for you know years to come so let me hit y'all with my intro music Right, ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of when the hunt calls the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from new york city i am said black guy your host cliff cadet and today my guest is jose rosado rosado all right i uh, now this guest is uh is very unique even for me um so jose welcome brother what's going on how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? Chilling, chilling. Now, I had to have you on the podcast because for a couple of reasons. Um, you're from New York City like me, right? Um, you're from the Bronx to be specific. Me, I'm from Queens. Um, but the biggest difference between you and I is, I mean, while we both are hunters, I'm a rookie hunter. I'm, I've got like two, less than three years in the game. You've got like... 30 years of hunting experience and you're still out here in the Bronx. You know, like I've got to know, like, first of all, uh, what's your background? Like you were born and raised in the Bronx. I was born and raised in the South Bronx, man. I grew up four blocks from Yankee stadium, uh, hopped around from, from Yankee stadium area toward, uh, 180th and Monterey, 142 and St. Anne's and then McKinley projects. Right across the street from uh, Forest Project. So, yeah, man, I've been all over the Bronx, though. I bet, bet. So, I got to ask, all right, you've got this much hunting experience under your belt. How did you get into this? Because, I mean, you're also, you let me know from the jump when we first started hitting each other up on Instagram, you're Puerto Rican. I don't yes, know sir. no Puerto Rican cats that hunt. So, you're a Puerto Rican dude from the Bronx and with 30 years of hunting experience. How How'd that come about? Like, where'd that start at? Well, my grandfather, my grandfather's a hunter. Uh, well, he was, uh, rest in peace. He was a hunter. Um, he was a crazy guy, too, man. He'll go sit in a bear <laughs> cave. He'll go sit in a bear cave and try to wait for a bear to come out, um, to come home. But uh, uh, it don't quite work like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I always wanted to go with him and, and, and uh, a few of my uncles. I never got a chance to go with them. But one of my uncles, uh, you know, he took me up under his wing. I, I uh, joined the Boy Scouts, um, Cub Scouts, and then to Boy Scouts. So I was always in the Boy Scouts, and um, they, you know, they teach you about twenty-two rifles and stuff like that, and survival stuff. But once I got, once I hit twelve years old, my uncle was like, "It's time to get your license. Let's go." So you know, we did the course, and and that was it, man. It was, it was, it was all uphill from there. That's what's up. See, it's it's funny because whenever whenever I meet, you know, hunters, especially here in New York City, um, they always seem to be adult onset hunters, you know, take, you know, taking it on as an adult. Um, you're the first person um I've really met that has been hunting, you know, from a kid at from you know a young age and still living here in the city. So to me, it's like it gives me kind of kind of hope to know like yo it can be done on a regular basis you feel me oh, so yeah. that's oh, what's yeah. up and then you being up in the bronx you're a lot not that much closer but you're a lot closer uh to public land like where do you hunt primarily well i hunt primarily up by uh uh narrow in narrowsburg that's uh no. i want to say two hours away that's up right. uh if you, if you know if you take 17 you know if i don't know if you know what uh 
Monticello is that where the casino's at? Yeah. That's exit like 105 up there off of 17. You get off, you get off of exit 104, and then you drive another like 26 miles in. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I, I usually hunt up there, or if I do public land, um, well, that is public as well. It was it was a cooperative hunting at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if I do public land close by with bow and arrow, I'll go to like Croton Dam or Luton Point over there by Westchester Airport area. Um, yeah. they got some nice little reservoirs up there so that you can hunt. Yep, I'm I'm familiar with it. Right now, I hunt primarily Anglefly Preserve and some DP around it. Um, mm-hmm. and then that's about it. I was hoping to to really get familiar with with hunting in Long Island this fall. Well, deer hunting in Long Island this fall. Um, I don't know. Let's see how that how that trans like what transpires with that. But um, so what I like and also now is a lot of times when people think about New York City, they don't necessarily think about the Boy Scouts. But, I mean, you think about when you think about the Boy Scouts, you think about all these outdoor activities. And it's funny because growing up, in, I grew up in Brooklyn. I live in Queens now, but I grew up in Brooklyn. And I can't honestly tell you if I knew of any Boy Scouts when I was growing up. You know, I seen a couple of um, scout troops out here in Queens. Um, like mm-hmm. I know my church put together one and I've seen one practicing something nearby. I don't know what, um, and stuff like that, but it's, it's dope to know that, you know, scouts, um, are alive and well, you know what I'm saying? Um, so boy scout, a uh, cub scouts to boy scouts and so on. When did you start, I guess, venturing out on your own? Um, I want to say, on my own, I want to say I was about 21. Mm-hmm. And it's never really been myself, myself. I've always been with my cousin, man. That's that's my right-hand man. You see him. Oh, see so it's me. always family. Yeah, you see me, you see me. Uh, you see him, you see me, you see me. You see him, you know what I mean? So it's, right. it's especially when it comes to hunting. And, um, I mean, we 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 learned a lot from one another. We, 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 uh, you know, we we more adventurous when it comes uh, to being together. As a solos, you know, it's kind of difficult. You know, um, you're going out places you don't really know. So, you know, and it's hard. Something happens to one of us. You know, there's nobody there to get them. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's always good to hunt in pairs. Um, even if you're, you're, you're a distance away from each other, but it's always good to have somebody there. No, I agree. It's funny because I started this out. I started doing this with my cousin as well. Um, he kind of fell off and whatnot. And it's funny because um, I was talking to him a couple weeks back. I was like, yo, you going to get back into this? And he was like, nah, my lady, she really doesn't want me hunting. She's not with it. And I was like, ah, because, you know, <laughs> I had started out doing this with him. Like he and I, like the very first hunt we went on, we went on together. You know what I'm saying? So I had hoped it was going to be something that we could do because like he was my right hand too growing up. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So. So I was hoping it was going to be something I'd do him. All right. So it's a family affair. Um, yes, I bet. So what um, you mentioned, well, let me put it this way. I took a deep dive into your Instagram and um, like I've noticed you've killed a lot of different animals. Um, I've seen different weapons. What hunting weapon did you start out with? Was it a bow, a crossbow, a rifle, shotgun? I started out with rifle. Oh, nice! All right, rifle, man. And my first rifle that I bought, I, I believe I was what nineteen, maybe or twenty. Mm-hmm. That was the first, my first personal rifle that I bought. Uh, everything else, you know, I would always use my uncle's rifle or something like that, you know. But yeah, man, thirty uh, R six, bolt action, synthetic <laughs> stock. Yep. I don't know nothing about them. So what you just said, I've heard 30 out of 6 before. I just don't know what it means. So you know, moving forward, like even after we stop recording tonight, um, knowing that there's a dude out here in the city that has so much, uh, such a wealth of knowledge, more, way more than I have, I'm going to be picking your brain. Um, Feel free, man. Feel free. And I appreciate you. Appreciate you. So let me ask this, because you're you're pretty you're close to my age. We're only a couple of years apart. We're both in our forties. So you mm-hmm. talked about your first, you know, rifle you bought, firearm you bought was you were like nineteen, twenty. 
was it a lot easier to purchase it then um you know what i'm saying because that's 20 over 20 years ago yeah you know yeah it was a lot it was a lot easier to purchase back then back then you just uh go into the store you show your license and and uh uh, back then, I had my um, my license has always been upstate because me and my cousin we have a spot upstate. We had a place upstate for years, um, so you know I got my house in the Bronx now. But you know we had a place upstate, and he wanted to get his own place for him and his family. His family was growing, so uh, so you know what? Just you know we let it go, and you go do your thing, man. So we let that place go, and uh, he went this thing. I bought my house here in the Bronx. He bought his house up there, and that's how it is. But yeah, man, back then you just show your license with your address and as long as you're out of the city, they just give you the gun, man. Well, they give you the rifle, you know, pistol, you always had to do the permitting and stuff, so. Yeah, definitely. Not that, but it's just, it's funny because another dude, um, a guy uh, that lives in Brooklyn was telling me, like, he's trying to get his rifle as well, his rifle permit to hunt with, and it's still, he's jumping through mad hoops just to get that. City so, is criminal. The city, they, <laughs> yeah, they make it so difficult, man. And, and uh, I, I just got my beliefs on how it should be, or you know, and how it is. So, you know, yeah, it's just we, we we all do. We uh, trust me. And it's like that's it's you you ever contemplated leaving the city? I mean, you you had a crib, oh, you know, upstate yes. that you wanted yes. like that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm dying to do so, man. It's just you know, my wife. Uh, she has uh, uh, she has a job here, um, but uh, we're basically waiting for my son to hit uh to graduate from fifth grade, and then we're out of here. We're out of uh, here. We're going to North Carolina or upstate. I feel you. I feel you. See, for me, it's my mother-in-law lives out here, and like if we were to move, and you know, too far, because she has no desire to move. Like she owns her crib, her house is paid in full. So she don't want to go nowhere. She don't want to sell it. So if we move, that'd be killing her to keep, uh, you know, her grandbabies away, from, like that far away from her. So yeah. So we definitely like when we finally buckle down and you know buy our own house, it's definitely still got to be in the city. Nah, I can't be in the city, man. Don't don't. Ah, uh, dude, trust me. Give me advice. I mean, listen, I, when I bought this house and, and, and I was, you know, I told my wife, I said, listen, man, this, this go upstate. Let's just get out of the city. It's better for the, it's better schooling for the kids. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. Let's, we don't have to stay here. She, oh, I want to stay close to my mom. I want to stay close to my mom. Man, I can count on one hand how many times her mom came and visit. <laughs> you know, so I try to tell her, I said, listen, you want to spend more time with your mother, you move away. So when she does come visit you, it's going to be for a couple of days. You guys get to enjoy each other. You know, not for a few hours and she's gone for another five months. Um, see, there you go. So uh, it's don't, 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 don't lose, don't lose focus. Stay on track. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right. So tell me. All right. So we're gonna still we're gonna go back again to probably your youth. What was the first animal you hunted? Like, did you start out with small game or? Big oh game? yeah, yeah. It was rabbit and, and rabbit, squirrel. Uh. uh uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I, I think pheasant, uh, quail. Uh, those those are small game stuff. That was a, you know small stuff. Um, I I hunted fox later on in life, but as for my first animals, it was definitely rabbit and rabbit and squirrels. Right. And now, do you eat like even from the youngest age? You ate all the animals that you you'd kill. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, up. sir. <laughs> it's, to, to this date to this date i've got two spring turkey seasons and yeah two deer seasons under my belt and i've only got out of all that i've only got one turkey kill so that's the only the only meat that i've eaten um what do you call it since i've been hunting um mm. but it's 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 good to know like i like the idea you know that what do you call it that you're you're getting the meat you're eating it and I'm, I'm pretty sure you know being puerto rican you definitely like cooking something crazy up <laughs> with, with that well i listen i my, my main thing is stew uh mm -hmm. stew and then uh stew in a crock pot 
that's that's how uh, man you let that you let that thing cook it'll cook for hours but it'll stay warm it'll stay heating up for hours it won't dry up on you and it cooks it slow and you won't have to worry about that gamey stuff a lot of people say oh you gotta soak it in milk you gotta do this you gotta do that you ain't yeah. gotta do that man you treat it you treat that thing like beef you just cook it a little slower that's it man i feel you i feel you so then from small game um what did you go to? Did you go to turkey, deer? No, I went to deer. From small game, I went straight to deer. Yeah, I had to watch the remember? big guys do it for years. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first deer you killed? Oh, yeah. Four-point buck. How old were you? I was 21. Damn. Your first... Oh, so you didn't shoot your first deer till 21, and it yep. was a four-point buck. Uh, yep. I don't. I don't need to tell you about the four point buck I saw last year, and somebody else shot him. That's that mm-hmm. makes me want to cry every time I think about it. <laughs> but um, but uh, tell me about it, man. Like, it, I mean, I know we both old, but I think you could remember back to when you was twenty one. Oh man, I remember. I remember <laughs> like it was yesterday, man. I uh, share uh, that with it, us, brother. It was in Cannonsville, um, a DP DP Reservoir area, uh, Cannonsville. That was up in Deposit, New York. And um, I went with my uncle, and uh, he uh, he wanted me to, he wanted us to go around with his plan. Like he likes to position people in different areas. He gives everybody walkie talkies, and he's always on them. Like you know, and I get it. He likes to communicate. He likes to like pin them down, and he wants mm-hmm. to be successful. Um, and he's he's a really successful hunter as well. Um, so we go, and uh, I call it no man's land. We go areas, yeah, man. Listen, you gotta go where nobody goes because that's their haven, right? Mm-hmm. If if a mountain is if a mountain is uh a thousand six hundred feet high, and everybody's only going up four hundred feet, you know, you go to the next level. You keep pushing, you keep pushing. When you get to that area where they feel so safe, they're not expecting you there, and that's where you get them, you know. So. uh so we going and um, Shaw, give me a second. So we going and uh, we go up there. And he he finds his he he finds a, a little area. He's looking and he's scouting around. So I say, let me get comfortable. So I nice I clean up a nice area by a tree, and I got all the leaves all dusted away, and I'm I'm perfect. As soon as I sit down, man, he goes, all right, let's go. I said, nah, <laughs> man. I said, I, I, man, I, I'm, I got, a, I got a trail behind me that I, I looked at. A tra- I saw a trail, a heavy beaten trail too. So I know they got to be walking up there. And then I see, I'm looking down. I'm on a ridge. I'm looking down, and it's almost like they're being funneled because it's like a steep part where they really can't walk through. So you can actually see their their routes that they can take. So I was real comfortable. I was that, and I was all in camouflage, man. I'm, I'm good when I got my little orange hat on. And my vest, so we're not just snug in, but the rest of it is all camouflage. So he goes, come on. So now we argue. I'm like, no, I want to stay. And he's like, fine, you stay here and don't follow me. So I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I said, okay, no problem. So he goes, he wanders off, and uh, and I, I just hear leaves ruffling. So I'm like, man, where is this? So I stand up by the tree, and I'm hugged. My back is to the tree, nice and tight. So I'm, I'm I'm moving my head back and forth, and I don't see anything. I'm like, but I could tell. I, it's, that's a deer walking, man. So I'm trying to peek around, and I'm looking, I'm looking straight ahead. And when I tilt towards my left a little bit, from the corner of my eye, I see something moving. So now I freeze up. I'm I'm like, oh man, I'm by myself right here. There's some action gonna happen, man. I, I don't know what to do, and I I know what to do, but this is the first time big game hunting by myself nobody holding my hand you know it's like uh, he left me out there by myself like i said i always been in pairs so he left me by myself and i start shuffling my feet remember i I dusted off all the leaves so i shuffle my feet to the left and i'm holding the rifle nice and stiff and i see the buck i said oh god oh my god oh what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing I'm looking at him and he's walking that heavy beaten trail. And I said, Oh my God, if he's walking that trail, I know where he's going to be. So I said, Okay. So now, let me tell you something. It's a four point buck. I swear on life, 
it was an eight pointer to me. Cause I was looking at it, and his rack was huge to me. It's my first buck. I'm like, oh, my first deer that I'm really gonna get a shot at. And, and he might as well, he might as well been a, t- a ten, you know. What I'm he saying? might as well been a ten, man. All I saw, I saw a huge rack, a huge rack, and it was just a little four pointer. But so, uh, so I, I I put the rifle up on him, and I, and as he's walking, he's not stopping, and he's just taking a nice. But he's taking a nice stroll. So I'm like, oh, he don't even know I'm here. So I put I put the, the scope on him. The scope is too close. I'm like, oh, so I go to eyesight. So I'm looking under my scope, right? And I got it on him. I got it on him as he's moving. So I look. I said, he's really following this path. So what I did was I just moved over to the left, and I put it right on the path. I said, as soon as he step in his path, I'm going to drop him. Not only did he step in the path, he stopped. And try to grab a bite to eat. Man. Uh, listen man. I put it right behind that shoulder. I dropped him. He dropped like a sack of potatoes. He not one more step. <laughs> not one step. He just dropped man. It was in and out. Tw- what did they say? He didn't go 20? Not, bro. Nothing. Not even an extra step. He just dropped. like, And I'm like. Is that supposed to happen like that? So my uncle. He starts. Yelling on the radio, who shot? Who shot? Did you shoot? Did you shoot? I'm like, oh man, so now I'm I don't know if I should grab the radio and start talking or just make sure this deer is dead, right? So I'm like, oh, what do I do? So I said, let me, let me uh let me get on the radio. So I get on the radio and I'm like, yeah, that was me, that was me. He goes, What'd you shoot? I said, Buck. He goes, How many points? I, said, I don't know. He goes, Is he dead? I don't know. He goes, Well, check, well, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you frustrated him. Yeah, man. So you know, I, I go up on the day and everything, and then he, he was down, man. I said he was about maybe thirty yards, if that. Like he was like when I put the scope on him, the scope was too close, so yeah. I had to use I had to use the eyesight. That's yeah, awesome. man. My first my first deal was a four point buck, man. Man, that's what's up. I, like I was, you know what? I'll tell you. My my four point buck story. Um, so last year, right, I'm I'm hunting. I already I well, let me put it this way. Before the hunt, I already knew there was gonna be a thunderstorm in the middle of the day, where I was hunting. Right. So, mm-hmm. I get up in the tree, like all morning. I don't see nothing, nothing, nothing. Right. Till about like maybe ten ten thirty ten forty five. This four-point buck, I'm in the tr- in my uh, climber. I'm up in the tree. This four-point buck comes trotting along, right? So he's just passing, like crossing my eyesight. Then from coming from the my left side, he's passing in front of me, right? Coming from left to right, and then he cuts right and starts heading straight towards me. Now, when he was cutting across, like I there was I didn't have a clear shot, no li- no clear line sight lines, I should say. And he started coming straight at me and there was no way I was going to be able to shoot him like head on. And he passed. He had no clue I was up in the tree. He passed right under me and then just kept on walking. And so I turned around hoping that maybe he might cut left or right and I had to take a shot behind me. But that didn't happen. All I saw was his ass just walking straight away from me. So he passed me. Now I'm sitting up in the tree till about now. 12 15 12 30 rolls around yo sky's getting dark and it's getting windy and the tree i'm in is just swinging side to side side to side <laughs> i'm like i i'm like this is my sign get my ass out this tree so i climb down i hike back to my car and this is bow and, and arrow right yeah this is bow and arrow so now i hike back to my car and at that uh basically parking spot no one else is parked there so i'm the only person in that area this one dude drives past me makes a yui and pulls up right behind me and i see he's got camo on and i'm like dang all right so he gets out his car and i'm like yo uh you know what's going on we say what's up we start chop uh chopping it up talking um and i'm like yeah the storm's coming in he was like yeah i wasn't expecting it he goes i'm probably going ahead home and I was like, all right, no doubt, no doubt. So we was just talking. He asked what I seen. I asked because he's been hunting the same property too. We were both exchanging information. Uh, we even exchanged uh, Instagram information, right? 
Mm-hmm. So then I got in my car and I drove away. Yo, that afternoon, like five o'clock, something like that, he DMs me a picture of that four point buck. He he had a picture of Grip and Grin. He shot it. Mm-hmm. Right? So what he did was because he lived close, like 15 minutes away, he just sat in his car and waited to see if the storm was gonna pass. And it mm-hmm. did. So basically he slept in his car for like a, took a nap for like an hour. The rain stopped. He went into the woods. The buck was still around. He shot it. I was like, mother man. <laughs> so like, so you know I typed, oh, congrats, you know what I'm saying? But in my head, I was I was cursing this dude's you name. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. Cause that was the first buck I really seen on my own. Cause that spot <laughs> I'd been hunting, I seen a lot of does, a lot of you know, coming through and whatnot. So it was just, I was, I was happy for him, but I was pissed, you know, at the same time. So you and I have two different four point buck stories, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got to ask you, cause you, I saw the picture on the gram and then you showed me a picture of your, your game room, if you will. I got to mm-hmm. ask about that bear, bro. Cause that's another thing. You've been bear hunting too. Yes, uh, sir. Dude. So how many bears have you harvested? Uh, I got three bears. Dang, that's crazy. What does bear meat taste like? Um, again, I've I, I've I've stewed my bear. I've had bear chops. Um, you gotta cook them thoroughly, right? So yeah, if you get bear chops, uh, you get them to chop. You gotta make them have them chop them thin. Uh, because mm. uh, they have the same parasite that pork has. So, uh, that's oh god i've heard about that and you gotta be yeah i heard people get sick sometimes if they don't cook bear meat really well yeah because you gotta cook it like pork you gotta cook pork thoroughly yeah. and not you'll get sick right so yeah. um they have the same parasite deer doesn't deer i can eat deer uh medium rare all the time i love it uh i love nice. medium rare stuff. um so but yeah man bear doesn't taste bad man and and again i have uh i eat bear bear chili is great and bear stew is great. The, the the chops are pretty good as well. Um, again, I'm Spanish, so you know we we put all kind of seasonings and stuff. So like, sazon, some adobo, sazon, adobo, and, and uh, sofrito. That right yep. there, man, that'll make everything taste delicious. <laughs> no, I should let you. I should let you know. I'm Cuban and Haitian myself, so okay. Yeah, so I, so trust me. I my wife get mad because my wife <laughs> my wife is um indian like her her mom her grandfather is from india and mm-hmm. her father and her father is from here actually from the u.s he's a you know black american mm-hmm. and um but uh my wife be getting mad at me because she'd be like you be putting too much adobo in the food i'm like that's how i grew up you know what <laughs> she's like you don't gotta put sasson on everything i'm like yes i do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But yeah, but I got it here. So, uh, tell me about your first bear. What was that like? Oh man, that was that was that was interesting, man. I mean, I, cause I, well, my first bear encounter, or my first bear that I shot. Um, uh, they hey, both, let's, they, let's start. Let's start. Let's start with the oh, first encounter. My first encounter again with a bear was in Cannonsville, was in DP property reservoir, uh-huh. and uh, it was uh right after they had the huge storm. And all the trees got blown down. The whole place was wrecked. And uh, mm-hmm. they closed They closed it for about a year. And then they reopened it after uh, a whole season had passed. And there was snow all over the place. So I'm walking in an area that I used to walk through. But now mm-hmm. it's just all open area, but all blown down trees. So I'm walking on trees that's under snow. So I don't even know what I'm walking on. And I fall in between some trees so now my left leg is down in between a hole of trees my right leg is up my whole body's twisted so i threw my arms up in the air to hold my rifle up so my rifle ain't touch nothing and as i do that i look towards my left 20 yards away a black bear man i'm i'm now i'm trying to get up out this hole to try to shoot this bear and that bear took off like like no, that there was no tomorrow, man. So now I'm following these bear tracks, and and uh and I bump into my cousin about 
I want to say a mile and a half into the woods. I bump mm-hmm. into my cousin and and he's all excited. He's like, you got to help me, man. You got to help me. I'm like, what? He said, I was <laughs> nodding off and I hear something crashing through the woods. And when I opened my eye, a bear came running through. I said, man, I ain't helping you. You got to help me. That's the bear that takes it. <laughs> so that bear, man, that bear took us down the mountain, up the mountain, down the mountain, up the mountain, man. Our lips were purple. Well, we we didn't get no bear. Damn. But yeah, that was years ago. But this uh, this bear, the bear that you're talking about, that was a 405 pound bear. Damn. Um, yeah, man. And we were, we went towards the swamp, and I saw something in the swamp, and I'm telling my cousin, man, there's something in that swamp over there. And he's like, ah. I said, you know what? I'm gonna. He looked like he was going from my right to my left. So I said, let's let's, let's cut towards the left. And, and and hug the swamp a little bit to see, you know, see if anything come out. Lo and behold, man, half hour later, this bear just comes strolling out. And uh listen, man, it was a beautiful animal. Um uh and and he just came strolling out, man. Didn't even see us there. I he was about 30 yards from me when he came strolling out. And I I didn't want to I was trying to get him out onto uh hard hard surface. I wasn't trying to drag no bear out of the swamp, man, to be honest. Um, uh, uh, man, yeah, man, you don't have Listen, a bear, trying to drag a bear, period, is torture. Just try to get him out of the swamp. You can forget about it. Um, So he came out and he was on a little on dry land. So I just try to let him come out a little further so I can kind of get a good shot where he's not going to turn back into the into the swamp. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what he did, man. I I got a good shot on him. He he went back like he screamed. That 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 roar I would never never forget it. He screamed and he went back at where I shot him with his paw. He went back like, damn, something hit me here, man. And he mm-hmm. took off and he ran towards the edge of the swamp again. So you know, I just had to wait it out. I was like, I'm not chasing after no bear in no swamp. You know, I don't know where he at, how he gonna come up at me. I, I'm I'm just gonna wait this out. So we waited it out. It started getting dark. I'm like, damn, I think we waited too long. So and no lie, I went to go we went to go find him. He didn't mm-hmm. go back to the swamp and he only ran another thirty yards. Oh damn, all right. But you know, it's just that they they, they camouflage so so well. Like yeah. they just lay down and, and it looks like Either a, a, a empty spot on the ground or look like a big rock or something like or a log. Like they they blend in really well. So when I went to go to the spot where I shot them, I couldn't find no blood right there. Cause they, their fur is like thick and they got so much fat. And uh and but I, I went to the area that I shot them. I kind of told my cousin to stay back where we was at, where I was at, and I kind of saw the angle that he ran. I walked in, 30 yards in, he was there. He was there. That's what's up, B. And, and you know what's funny is I think about it. It's I never really think about what's going to happen because a lot of times, uh, like a lot of the deer season last year, I hunted on my own. If I would have shot a deer, I really don't know what it's like, you know, dragging a deer out. So it's got to oh. be dope, definitely having your cousin with you because you, whether it's a deer or a bear, you got somebody to drag it out with. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, That's I mean we some, sometimes sometimes you're out there by yourself and you're dragging deer out, man, and it's 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 it's, it's rough. It's no, rough. And if there's if there's one thing, um, you know, to my listeners, I gotta say, you'll have a plan for how you're gonna drag the your whatever animal it is you're hunting. Like if it's not a turkey, something you could just sling over your shoulder. Have a plan, you know, what you're going to do with it. Because, yo, to be honest with you, B, that first season, the very first season I hunted was 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Fall 2019. And I only hunted a total of three days. The um, mm-hmm. Two of those days was with my cousin. And then um, a third day was by myself. And to be honest, if I had, if I had shot a deer on any of those, well, the day I was by myself, I honestly don't know what I would have done because I didn't have a plan for, I didn't know if there was any processor in the area. 
I didn't know um, how I was going to drag it out. Like, I I was just there to hunt, and that was it. I didn't have any other plan after that. But then the second season that I hunted, the second and the – oh, no. So, yeah, I've got three deer seasons under my belt. My bad. So, 2021 20, – 2020 19, and 2021. 19, yeah, 20, so, and 21. Yeah, exactly. So, 2019, I had no clue what I was doing. 2020 and 2021, yo, I had a plan. Wherever I hunted, um, I knew where there was a processor nearby. I had a tarp to put in the back of my Jeep so that way I could drag my deer. I had extra – I knew for my – um. For my uh, the for my safety harness, there's that um tie line that goes around the mm -hmm. tree. I knew how, how how I would use that to be turn that into a, a rope to drag my deer. Like I had a whole plan. And you I had could like, clip you could clip that to the back of your your harness the way it is and drag it like that. Yes, exactly. Like I practiced doing that. Um, I had like three different videos. <laughs> on, I had like three different videos. On my phone saved on how to field dress a deer. Um, I had yo, I was set. Like I've been, I've been set now. Like I make it a point. Like uh, it's a, it's a huge plan. Like my wife would be like, "What are you doing?" Like I'll write out what I'm gonna do step by step and so on, just so I know. You know what I'm saying? So, man. So I gotta ask. Um, are you into turkey hunting at all? Because you know the turkey season's kicking off. I mean, by the time that the you know the listeners in podcast land listen to this it'll be may 2nd the second day you know of our turkey season but are you are you planning on doing tur any turkey hunting this spring i am man i am i, I gotta i gotta go get my gear together yeah. i definitely planning to go man would you would you have you ever bow, bow hunted before or is it strictly firearms for you no oh, i bow hunting bow hunting is what i like the best Nice. And I see oh. I peeped you at crossbow too. Yeah, I do crossbow, bow hunting, I hunt with my with my shotgun, I have a rifle and uh uh muzzle loader. Right, damn, you do it. See, like I'm bugging out, B, because it's just it's just so now I understand, you know what? No disrespect to any of my, my listeners out there, but now I understand why some white hunters look at me funny. You know what I'm saying? Just because I want to learn about hunting and I'm just starting out because that's the same way I'm thinking about you right now. I'm like, dang, I'm like this dude right here, you know what I'm saying? In the Bronx, you know, yeah. and it's just like, it's just, it's, it's amazing and also comforting at the same time because I'm like, dude, I'm like, all right, alone. I've got, yeah, exactly. I'm not alone. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody else out here that's been doing it. You know, it's it's another thing to be sharing it because like there's a dude out here. Um, there's this cat named Angel. He's a veteran um, and he's just starting to bow hunt. He lives out here in Queens um, and he's brand new to this, too. You know what I'm saying? So that's somebody I'm going to tell him, like, yo, you need to reach out to Jose on Instagram and <laughs> reach out because um, he's a Dominican cat. He lives in Richmond Hill. OK, oh, is it Richmond Hill or Ozone Park? Either way, he lives in Queens um you know what i'm saying so it's just dope to know you know other people of color in the city uh that hunt so um yes. all right man so let me ask if all right so i'm i'm new to this all right but i've got i'd like to bring my kids up into it now my daughter's 14 she's expressed interest in turkey hunting with me but only if she gets to use a crossbow because she thinks a crossbow looks cool um <laughs> So I'm probably gonna take her out not this season, but maybe I'm hoping this is gonna be her first year of high school this fall. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. she'll still be interested in it come next spring. But mm -hmm. my my little man is ten. Um, do you think something like Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts is is a good introduction to the outdoors, or is, it is you know, him learning with me just as good? Uh, nah, man. I mean, if you can get him into the Boy Scouts. Man, that's 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 a good look. They teach them every single thing in there, man. They they teach them proper etiquette on uh uh with guns and 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 you know because a lot of it is a twenty two rifle uh because it's a small game, right? But yeah. and then they teach them a lot of survival skills, which he'll wind up helping you out tying knots and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, dad, this, you know, you're holding it wrong, man. Put it not like this. It ain't going to come out. And we can both hold, you know, we can both grab a side of the rope and drag it together. You know, like, I'm telling you, man, the Boy Scouts is it. I learned a lot, man. I learned a lot. Now, now, you mentioned you have a son, but then you, but this was before, you know, I hit record. You had mentioned your son. Now, I know mm-hmm. he's too young to hunt, but is that something he's interested in? Oh, man, I've, I've taken him hunting with me already. Oh, that's what's up. Now his camouflage gear and everything. <laughs> that's what's up. Now you have an older daughter. Has your daughter been hunting with you? I took my daughter twice with me. Uh, I thought she was gonna be into hunting, you know, big time. You know, I took her fishing and and but uh, she didn't. She didn't grab it. She got her hunting license though. She has oh, a man. she has a she has a cert. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as my son hits of age, comes of age, um, he gonna get his. That's what's up. <laughs> Now, do you, all right, so for you, it, it was a family thing, you know, growing up, um, and you hunt with your cousin primarily. Do y'all ever take, uh, like, newer hunters out at all, do any kind of all, mentor? All the time. My cousin, he's 50, and uh, he always wanted to to do something for the city, like like what you're doing, right? He always wants to do something, because we, we feel, you know, we don't. Growing up in the city, you don't have a lot of opportunity for this, right? And I, I, we feel if we teach them about guns and everything, I feel that that would lower that that would lower the crime rate. That would definitely lower crime rate. Uh, mm-hmm. Just knowing, just knowing the the damage that a gun could do, just knowing uh, the responsibilities that come with owning a gun or or, or picking up a gun. Um, that's a lot of responsibility that comes with it, and 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 just having that knowledge would 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 steer you away from doing the dumbness or or or, or wanting to. But it'll take away the, the 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 interest or the curiosity, so to speak, of a gun. You know, once you know people are mm. curious, oh, oh, what that gun could do. Oh, let me see, let me see, and they they pick it up. Oh, it feels so good. Or they not they want a gun, but they're not doing it the right way. You know, and um. And, and that hurts us. It hurts us all. Um, so if if you can get them into the Boy Scouts and learn everything, man, it's it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be yeah. real good. I like what you said because um, you're right, though. It's it's one of those things where if you teach them from a young age, because like you said, there's a curiosity sometimes, and mm-hmm. God forbid, God. It's one of those things. You know what's funny is sometimes I I, me and my wife get into little debates about certain things. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather the kid, both my daughter and my son, see or hear something first in in the in our home. You know what I'm saying? Learn about it mm-hmm. from us before they learn about it on the streets. And that's yep. now if you tra- translate that into hunting, or if you, but specifically firearms, like you were just talking about, if you took if you take the time to teach a kid in a program, a structured program about firearms, about hunting, about the outdoors. One, they're not going to be so curious about it and, and be stupid about it and, God forbid, get hurt or hurt somebody else. And then also, they'll be too busy enjoying the outdoors and enjoying those activities to want to do anything out on the streets, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, they see they see one of their friends with a gun or, or being silly with it. They know they walking away because they know, oh, he's doing that wrong. He don't know what he's doing. He shouldn't even have that. You know, that's not nothing to play with. You know, they they, they have all this in their head already. You know, because you taught them that, you know, and, and that's what we need to do. We need to teach them about it and not teach them to be scared of it. Teach them about it and, and let them make a conscious decision on how to go about when there's one in their presence. Yeah, agreed. And um, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to put this out there now because uh, I've I'm in the process still going through of starting. I'm sure I think you've seen it on social media of starting um, a chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation here in New York City. Now, mm-hmm. this chapter is not only going to serve the city, the five boroughs, but it's also going to serve uh, the counties right outside, like Suffolk County, uh, Westchester, White Plains, Yonkers, uh, you know, like counties right outside the city. Um, and I could definitely, you know, I'm a, I'm a, no, no pressure. You don't got to answer now, but I would definitely love to have the support of someone like yourself and even somebody like your cousin, somebody experienced like yourselves, you know, 
um, in terms of leading either, you know, the youth in something or just other adults in in getting out there hunting for the first time? Yeah, man, listen, we definitely got to bring my cousin in on this, man, because that this is his dream, man. His dream is to to get this out here to the, to the, to the people in the city, man, to let them know there's another way. <laughs> there is another yeah. way. Man. Facts, facts. All right, so now um, to wrap this up a bit, I want to know, is there any piece of advice with the wealth of experience, the years of experience that you have, you know what I'm saying, growing up in this, um, is there any advice you'd give to somebody who's not only just brand new to hunting, but is in a city like ours? Like, is there something that you feel like they should know when they're getting started? Listen, man, you can go to Walmart. You can, I swear on everything. You can go to Walmart and buy the cheapest gear you can possibly get. If you're just getting started, you don't have to spend the big bucks. I have a I have a habit, man. I have a bad habit. I get into something and I go top notch. You know, I love it. <laughs> it, it, it there's, a, there's a difference. There's there's a there's a slight difference. However, you can buy the cheapest thing and be just as as successful. Um, and 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 it is it's just true. Uh, but yeah, you can just you can go really basic and just you know and patience. You need patience. Um. Without that, you know, it's, you're really not going to be too successful. Um, but you need the patience. Just lay back, learn your environment, and um, and just uh, you know, study, 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 study the craft. Study the craft. There's the, there's a lot to learn. It's a lot to learn, man. I learned so much more when I started bow hunting, and I've been rifle hunting for years. But when I started mm-hmm. bow hunting, that's when the real lessons came in, man. Is there's no, there's no denying that. Got you, got you. All right, brother. Look, listen. Thank you for everything, um, man. Thank you for you know sitting and talking with me. Um, you know I'm gonna be hitting you up some more, picking your brain. I got your number. You know I'm gonna be calling you, texting you. Uh, yo, tell people where they can find you on social media so they can give you a follow. Man, it's Augustus Park, man. A G U S T U S P A R K. That's my that's my uh, Instagram, and I'm out there, man. I'm doing me, me and my cousin. We always hunting. Uh, my uncle and uh, you know, we were pretty successful hunters, man. And I tell you, it's about patience, and you'll be successful. No doubt, no doubt. You know what? Real quick, how did you find me on Instagram? Uh, cuz man. Cuz Strickland, man, I, I I've been following him for quite some time, man. You know, we chat every now and then. Uh, you know, it's nothing personal between him him and I. You know, it's just a a chat acknowledgement. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, I saw you on there, and I said, and I said NYC, and I said, come on, man. I said, there's another there's another me out there. Let's get this going. <laughs> I said, we Yo, gotta do this, man. That's crazy. It took a old dude from the south. To link two dudes from New York City up, yeah, That's man. You know, I'm, I'm real. I'm real skeptical about you know IG and how people you know kind of get into people's accounts and do all kind of weird stuff, right? So yeah. then I saw I saw you was following Son of the South too, man. I'm like, dang, man, I want to hook up with the Son of the South. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, so, that brother's. It's funny. I got to get him on the podcast because I listened to him on a couple of podcasts a few years back. And mm-hmm. learn about uh, his story and whatnot. That that he's a he's a funny dude too. Listen, funny, man. Funny if you get if you get Son of the South on, man, I'd like to meet that dude, man, because uh, he seemed more right, man. He he seemed like a good dude, and uh, I like I like to hook up with him, man. So uh, uh, you know you know what? Then then we'll do that. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do um, if anything, if you down with it, you could be a guest host, guest co-host. On the mm-hmm. episode, and the goal will be to talk to, I believe his name is Josh, Josh Carney. You know what I'm saying? Get him on, and um, and yo, we'll both pick his brain. That's good, man. We could do that, man. I'm All right, bet, it. bet. Sounds like a plan, homie. All right, man. Yo, thank you again, brother. And you know, I appreciate you um coming on, speaking with me again. And um, I'm definitely gonna be hitting you up uh real soon. No problem, brother. Let me know. Be safe. Peace. Peace.
All right, so to uh, close out this episode of the podcast, I've got to get even louder because the rain got even harder um, while I was uh, sitting here. And uh, I got to say thank you, Jose, man. Um, It was a dope conversation to have with you. Uh, For those of you listening, um, since recording this episode with Jose, um, I've had the opportunity to have some great conversations on the phone with him. Um, you know, that's, that's one of, like I said, man, one of the best things about hunting, um, is not only the hunting, but the camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? Especially when I get to, I meet somebody new with a new perspective, I should say, because I've got so many more questions. Like, how did you do this? How did you do that? You know, especially with, with coming from the city, being in in New York city and hunting. And this dude is successful, like crazy, like Man, in the in the week since I've recorded this podcast with, with Jose, we've had so many conversations. Um, I've had so many questions answered and whatnot. So I truly appreciate you, Jose. Um, thank you for coming on. Folks, thank you for listening and enduring this rain with me. <laughs> um, so if you are a you know a loyal listener, a regular, I truly appreciate you. Um, if this was your first time, I'm sorry for all the background noise, if you can hear it. Um, uh, all of you guys, again, whether new or regular listeners, hook a brother up with a dope review. Like, follow, um, share, um, comment, all of the above. Do it all, please, because it helps, it helps other folks uh, find this podcast, you know what I'm saying? And I really, I enjoy having these interviews. I enjoy having these conversations. I hope you guys enjoy listening to them. Um, And I'm pretty sure if you do enjoy listening to them, other folks will too. So you guys have a great one. Have a blessed, blessed day. and And remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own.